What does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our time on just making it through the week, helping our children with online school, balancing our job and our family life, finding time for our spouse or our significant other. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending only 80 of those focusing on our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Sawyer Trapp, and I'm our associate pastor here at Rise Church Denver, and I'm joined by our lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're so glad that you're joining us today. I hope that you like this podcast. I do hope it helps you in your 10,000 bring God into those minutes, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And if you do like it, make sure you like this, that you subscribe, that you share it with somebody if it's been helpful for you. Um, yeah, because we, we just love bringing God into our 10,000. We want to help you do the same. And so today we were going to talk about grace. That's right. Yeah, your message was all about grace this past Sunday. If you haven't had a listen to it, it's a really good one. Just diving into what grace is and how it really factors into our entire life as Christians. That mm-hmm. we often feel, as you, as you explained so well, that we have to work really hard maybe at the beginning or once we have grace, it's all about what we can do. But as your big ideas say, is it following Jesus or salvation isn't... isn't um, climbing Everest, it's getting carried the whole way. That God's grace <laughs> is from the beginning to the end, in the middle, that it's all about God's grace. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, make sure to go onto our other podcast feed. If you just search Arise Church Denver on your favorite podcast app, you can find all those messages from last week and all weeks past to make sure that you're um, listening to those every week. And this is an especially good one. But I, I think a lot of us, when we hear a message like that, we're, we're obviously encouraged that it's not up to us, that we can be humble, that we can have thanks to God, that we can um, just rest in God's grace. But for a lot of us, we, we hear a message like that and we say, well, well now what? Mm-hmm. I, I'm in God's grace. Yep. What do I do? I, it, I, I'm still here. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm still alive. I, I still want to do something with my life. I'm resting in God's grace. But if it's all up to God, what is my job? What, what am I here to do? Like, what does grace empower me to do? Okay, so I, I think that as I talked about grace on Sunday, a lot mm-hmm. of us, if we have even any understanding of grace, we realize, okay, God's riches at Christ's expense, that yeah. he's... That he's you know, paid a penalty for my sin. There's undeserved favor, undeserved gift mm-hmm. that he's giving to me. So a lot of people only isolate grace to the beginning, like mm-hmm. the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Or if they do think of it along the way, they're even thinking, okay, I do need grace for this moment because I sinned. I messed up again. Mm-hmm. I, I fell again. I need some grace again. But that's just one side of grace. Yeah. Um, grace is helping us get picked up from our sin, help us, you know, get back up and try again. But grace is also an empowering and enabling thing, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. And I'm saying that because, yes, grace does forgive us of our sins, Absolutely. but it also empowers us. Mm. Talk about so, that. 
Yeah, I, so this is years ago, and, and this is a convoluted story because I was told this when I was like 13 or something. Okay. I just remember, no, 16, okay. <laughs> I was told by a friend's parents, and they were like, oh, yeah, you know, about those grace kind of churches. They get it all mixed, mixed up. <laughs> I remember this vividly, and they reported going to this church, and in the adult Sunday school class, mm-hmm. they were learning about grace, and one guy stood up at the end and said... I love God's grace, and that's why I don't even pay my taxes. <laughs> because there's grace for me. There you go. There is grace and forgiveness. I don't need to pay my taxes. I don't need to be a nice person. I can cuss. Whatever the the sin that you want to keep doing, you can say, well, God, I got, God's got grace for me. Um, so there's grace to take me out of my sin again and again and again. But then when we, we talk about, well, then why be good? Why try to be a better person? Why serve? Why give money? Why do good works at all? Right. Um, so grace, people like are afraid sometimes to talk about grace mm-hmm. because, uh-oh, this is going to lead people to not be good. Right. That it's a license for sin. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of people maybe don't, maybe don't think that as overtly as, as yeah. the, the guy in the <laughs> class, like, all right, no more taxes. I can do whatever I want. Right. But I think a lot of us maybe, maybe fall into that. You know what? Like you're in a situation where you're experiencing temptation. You're like, but I'm, I'm in God's grace. If I fall into it this one time, like God's got me, it'll mm-hmm. be okay. And so it becomes that that little quiet voice in the back of our head that maybe makes that final push of from temptation into that sin that we can often use grace as that license, I think is a good way to think about it. Yeah, so, you know, I'm trying to think of like another analogy that mm-hmm. might help. Like if you're looking at like a graph, okay, and you know that you can go negative, you can go below Mm -hmm. the x-axis, and you can also go above it, and we're looking at the Christian life. Okay, I've got to just stay at zero, so if I go below it, grace helps me get up back to zero. Right. People only think that, but grace is also what helps us get above zero. Right. It doesn't just keep us at zero. Grace is what's supposed to, and what God wants it to, is to Bring us up. Make yeah. that exponential growth. Did you like that math, math analogy? That was good. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> I'm just trying to help people like visualize yeah. this. So grace, yes, it does take us when we're below zero, when mm-hmm. we've fallen down, get us back up. But it also helps us move above the line. Right. right? And I, to, I, to grow. Yeah. I, and I think when you were talking about that, that grace gives us a license, I couldn't help but think of, of Romans 6, mm. where, yeah. where Paul is talking about this exact same thing, that he was... He was writing to the Romans, and he, he writes starting in verse 1. So what shall we say then? Should we go on sinning so that grace may increase? So if we're going to sin, then God's grace is going to go up too, right? And what does he say? He says, by no means. Meganoitoi. That's right. <laughs> in the There's Greek, some Greek right? for you. Yeah, by no means. No way. Heck Absolutely no. Absolutely not. Yeah. Our, our Greek teacher, did you have Elodie for yeah. Greek? She's like, mm-hmm. this means like, heck no. Yeah. Like Maybe even more intense than Maybe that. more intense yeah. than heck, right? <laughs> and what he says is, we are those who are dead to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Yep. You were baptized into Christ. You were baptized into his death. Therefore, we've been buried with him into the baptism of death in order that just as Christ, we were raised from dead through raised from the dead, excuse me, through the glory of the Father that we too may live a new life. Yep. So that grace doesn't give us this license. Grace gives us this opportunity for a new life. Yeah, and so the grace God is giving us is his gift. It's his riches. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean just 
okay, get out of debt. It also means <laughs> I want you to be rich. There's a good metaphor. There you right? go. <laughs> it's, it's not, not just, just to get out of debt. Getting out of debt, but it's accumulating wealth, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the spiritual life. So yeah. that, there, there's a concept I, I've heard. I know John Piper uses the term enabling grace mm-hmm. or empowering grace, that one aspect of the grace of God is that it enables us and empowers us to do good, to grow, to be to be better. Right. Um, and, and this aspect of grace is something that a lot of us don't understand. Mm-hmm. But but it's very clear, like in 1 Corinthians 15.10. This is one of my favorite verses. Okay. Nice. Paul writes, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in that we kind of see like, okay, God's grace has taken me out of sin. He Paul was a murderer. You know, oh. in that passage, he's kind of talking about his bad past. And then he's saying, hey, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. I am a believer. I, I have been forgiven of that past. And this is the great part in the next phrase. It says, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Mm. He's talking about the disciples here. I worked harder than all <laughs> of the disciples. <laughs> Yet not I, he says, but the grace of God that was with me. Mm. So he said, okay, I had this grace that took me out of my past. By the grace of God, I am what I am. I love that verse. Mm-hmm. But it's also great because he says, and I worked hard. I um, changed. I became, I worked harder than all the other disciples. <laughs> it might be because they, he had farther to go. But he's like, I yeah, had to work super I mean, I start, hard. Starting even worse off, yeah. But even though he says, but it wasn't even me. The hardest I worked, it was the grace of God that was with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great verse that I think shows this, though it doesn't use the word grace, is Philippians 2, 12 and 13, mm-hmm. where it says, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Right. So is it is it us working out with fear and trembling, or is it God working out his purpose within us? Yeah. You will work really hard. Yeah, it's both. <laughs> but when you're working hard, it's God's grace enabling you to do it. You're going to realize the hardest I ever worked, that when I was just completely down and out, and I got myself back up again and tried and persevered and made it through that trial, when I gave away more money than I thought mm, I could afford, yeah. when I served with more hours than I thought I had in in a day, and 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 I was had no strength left, I was depleted, and yet somehow I was still able to push forward. If we're honest, if we really look at the truth, it's God's grace enabling us to do that. Right, and even if we looked at the verse that follows right after the passage that you preached on on Sunday, mm-hmm. so your Ephesians yep. two mm-hmm. eight and nine, yep. for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, not from yourselves; it's the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. And then verse 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do what? To do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Yep. So grace not only gives us that faith, gives us that salvation, gives us that renewed relationship with God, but now God's like, all right, I got some great stuff for you. Yeah. I have some good works that are going to transform not only your life, but the lives of the people in your in, in your life, your community, your family, that God has prepared these in advance for us to do. And that is what grace enables us to do. That's right. And so this is really important. We need to understand grace because if if salvation is through grace mm-hmm. or by grace through faith and, and God is carrying us up Everest, we're not, <laughs> we're not car- climbing, we're getting carried the whole way. Right then we need to realize, yes, I still need to work hard, mm-hmm. but it's God who works hard in me. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dallas Willard once said that grace is not opposed to effort. Yeah. It's opposed to earning. I love that. So that's the differentiation we need to realize. I'm not the one climbing up Everest. Mm-hmm. I uh, am not earning my salvation at any step of the way. There's mm-hmm. no point we're going to get to heaven and God's like, wow, look look how great you are. <laughs> look how good you did. Wow. I'm impressed. Um 
if he is, he's going to be like, wow, my grace worked great. You know? <laughs> Man, that worked well in you. Yeah, yeah, like I'm glad that you allowed me to work in your life yeah. to do these things. So yeah. grace is not opposed to effort. That does mean we try hard. Mm-hmm. We, we do things that seem too hard and too difficult for us. We get stretched. Yeah. Um, we stretch our finances. We stress our time. We stretch what we're doing um, to, to grow in our faith. And, and we, we do these things, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. But that effort, it's God's grace enabling us to do those things. Yeah. And so I, I hope that, yes, you know, we, we got a little theological in here talking <laughs> about this concept of enabling grace. But I think that this is one of the most helpful concepts for how we live our lives. Yes. Very, very practical. Because if it, grace doesn't just get us to zero. If grace wants us to, you know, mm-hmm. bring us up, then... This means that this impacts every facet of our life. It impacts how we interact with our yep. families, mm-hmm. um, how uh, how we deal with the sin in our own lives, how we um, interact with our neighbors, our coworkers, and our community. That grace enables us to be Christ, to be His ambassadors in all of those relationships, and really, you know, work out our fear, work out our salvation with fear and trembling, as you said. So. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, I might suggest a few things mm-hmm. to help help you remember this. Yeah. When you wake up in the morning, say, God, give me the grace to do what I need to today. That's mm, good. When you are approaching something and you're thinking, this is too hard, I don't know if I can do it. Well, you can't, okay? <laughs> Ask God, God, give me the grace to do this. Yeah. Give me the grace to move forward. Give me the grace to deal with this person that I just want to wring their neck. Mm, God, yeah. give me the grace um, to, to loosen my grip on my money. And be able to give generously. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord God, give me the grace to understand this person that just doesn't make any sense why they did the things they did. God, give me the grace to handle this. Give me the grace to handle that. We need to realize that we're relying on grace the whole time. Yeah. And just recognize, yes, this is God's enabling grace in me to do all these things. Absolutely. So I think that would be a great way that you bring God into your 10,000. Just ask him, God, give me the grace, especially for the things you don't think you can do. Yeah. And if you don't, you're like, I can do all the things I'm doing. Well, do, do something that you can't. <laughs> do something that is going to stretch you. You're like, I'm not gifted here. I don't know how to do this. This this seems awkward to talk to this person about my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to bring up the gospel with my grandpa. I don't know how to, you know, talk to this friend at church. I'm just trying to, <laughs> to encourage this person. I don't know how to handle this person that needs to be rebuked, but I feel God put it on my heart that I need mm-hmm. to speak to this person. Do those things. Stretch yourself because it reminds us that we're reliant on the grace of God. And then ask God, God, I need your grace to do this at this moment. I need your... We've got to do it. Yeah. Uh, And God will enable us to do it through his grace. Yep. So grace doesn't give us license. It gives us an opportunity to grow and to stretch ourselves. Mm -hmm. It enables us to do those good works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. And if, if you've had one of those moments where you're like, there's no way I could have done it, but by yeah. the grace of God, go I, right? <laughs> Let us know. We want to hear about those stories. We'd love yeah, to hear them. Yeah, those stories are awesome. Um, I love those. Send them to at arisedenver.com or strap at arisedenver.com. We love hearing from you guys. Make sure you like us, subscribe, share this with somebody else. By the grace of God, share it with somebody who, who needs to hear <laughs> that, this. That can be your conversation <laughs> starter. Hey, I was listening to this podcast, and they talked about this. What do you think about that? What do you think about this? There you this? go. Um, yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back uh, with you. Uh, I'm going to be out next week, but uh, we'll, we'll be back with you in a couple weeks. I think maybe Sawyer will be back. We'll see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But he can pull it off with all the other <laughs> stuff that he I load him down with. And I'm out of <laughs> uh, but we love you guys, and we'll talk with you soon. Yep. Thanks for listening.
Thank you so much for listening. This is Sawyer Trapp again, associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver. We want to encourage you to do three things. First is to subscribe, to make sure you're getting the podcast each and every week to help bring God into your 10,000. We'd also love it if you would share this, if you would make this not only a part of your life, but a part of somebody else's. And then finally, if you are benefited by anything that we do, either as a church or on this podcast, we would love it if you would give. You can do that at risedenver.com give to continue to support the mission and impact that we're having on this community and then the lives of the people of our church and those discovering us for the first time. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.